PX Impact Holdings has a vision to deliver impactful, sustainable digital transformation to enrich how individuals and society experience the world. I'm delighted to be joined by the founder and chief executive, Neil Gandhi. So Neil, that is some purpose. So how do you intend to make that vision a reality? So the first thing is by living our values, right? Our values are autonomy with responsibility. And, and the reason that's important is so many of the sort of legacy companies that exist out there have come from a world which is incredibly hierarchical, incredibly top-down, um, where the intelligence is seen to be at the center or, or at the top. And, you know, that sort of reflects how software and transformation occurs in the past, right? It occurs through waterfall, which is a top-down methodology, whereas that's not how you do that anymore. You, you know, today you operate in an agile fashion using some hyperscale cloud, modern ways of working, and, and, and the way you pull that off is by, by believing in everything that you do that the intelligence is actually at the edge. So our, our job in the center or the top or however you, you want to draw it, our job is to empower our teams at the edge to do the work they need to do to get the job done. Um, which means that they don't have bureaucracy. Um, they, you know, they, they, they are empowered, they are autonomous. Uh, but then alongside that, clearly they have to take responsibility as well because you can't otherwise it would be chaos. So we pull it off by living to our values. So that sounds very idealistic. That is a beautiful world, that picture that you have painted with those words. But what is it that the com company actually does? How will that enable us to achieve that nirvana? Um, what, what it does is it pulls together multidisciplinary teams. So, you know, pulling together user researchers alongside um, content designers, alongside technical architects, alongside soft, full stack software developers, um, working hand in hand together, highly iteratively to create solutions that, that actually work and deliver for um, against the goal. You know, you've seen so many horrendous examples of failures of big, big transformation programs. Going back, you know, 15, 20 years, the National Programme for IT and the NHS, um, to most recently, obviously, the, 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 the track and trace, um, you know, debacle that you see, that we've seen most recently. You know, these are examples of where it goes badly wrong. And I think if you operate in, a, in incredibly iteratively, in, in an iterative way, you, you, you build something, you test it, you try it, you see what worked, you see what didn't work, you go back, you learn again, you iterate again and again and again. If you do that rapidly um, and, and, and you share your, your, um, your findings along the way, you don't end up with these big program failures. You end up with the kind of thing that delivers great value for taxpayers in the public sector. Um, something that truly delivers um, for its intended end user group. Um, and, um, you know, and, and ultimately is this to the benefit of society. So who's bought into your business model, your idea? Who are your customers? Our customers range from um, DEFRA to um, Food Standards Agency to um, Bayes to DLUC, Department for Leveling Up, um, in, in central government to NHS, NHS Blood and Transplant, NHS Business Services Authority, and various um, exemplar NHS trusts. 
to local government. Um, you know, probably today we count 50 of the largest 160 um, local authorities as customers um, or past customers. And um, so across the central, across public sector, it's that we work for 14 of the top 20 most recognized not-for-profit brands um, in the UK or have worked for. Um, and then we work in the commercial sector as well. So we've got clients like News International, Legal and General, HSBC, um, and some clients in, in that sector as well. Okay, that's probably answering my, my next question, which is looking at the website, your website, there's lots of thought leadership. And I was going to ask, there's thought leadership, but are you making any money? So what are the revenues like from this cross spectrum of customers and clients? So obviously we're in, uh, our year end was the 31st of March. And so we're in a, in a close period at the moment before we announce our year end results. Um, and this expectation for us for that year just gone um, was just shy of 80 million, I think 79 million revenue. Um, and uh, I think 11.8 uh, million EBITDA. Um, you know, as we've said all along, we're in line um, to deliver against that, which is considerably up on the previous year. Um, and uh, so, yes, we do make money. We're, we're incredibly cash generative. Um, I, I'm a bit old fashioned that way, right? So, um, as much as EBITDA is a measure, I, I like things like cash conversion. And, um, you know, it goes back to my, my roots of my parents running a shop and counting cash at the end of the day. So, it's uh, something that I've carried forward throughout my business career. So you're old fashioned, but you're also a, a modern day polymath, which was evident in the previous iteration of the business, the trading entity um, before it changed its name in October was Panoply. I'm just wondering how similar TPX impact is to Panoply, or did you go back to the drawing board, create something new without the hassle and the expense of a new listing? No, so the, the whole idea was, you know, this nirvana that you paint, this idea of having, um, of reducing bureaucracy, trying to simplify life for the delivery team closest to the client. Um, there's something that originally the idea was that we would have a family of brands so we'd make all these acquisitions, we'd allow them to run largely autonomously so that we wouldn't add that kind of level of complexity. Um, but then there would be this layer of collaboration. So we were sort of trying to span the gap between the, the, the sits in the middle of at one end, a pure holding company model through to the other end, which is a wholly integrated company. And we were trying to sit somewhere in the middle there. The, the reality is, as, as we got to circa 60, 65 million revenue, bear in mind, we're only three and a half years old. Um, but as we got to circa 60, 65 million revenue on a run rate basis last year, um, some cracks began to show and some inefficiency began to show. So for example, in a public sector bid, you get 10 working days to, um, to, to do your initial submission we were spending two or three days at the front end of that discussing which brand that was, was going to front it we should have been spending two or three days at the end um quality assuring our bid making sure it's the best possible thing we could do but we would always run out of time so that was inefficient we we, we got into endless conversations about internal cross-charge rates and accountability and it, it just became very obvious that we have to find another way which is more closely integrated um, so we moved from a panoply, an impressive collection, to a single integrated organization, TPX Impact, um, which is which is more more uh, more integrated, but still 
avoids some of those um, pitfalls that some of the larger, more established organizations um, sort of get have gotten themselves into. And a lot of that is about, you know, building a company in 2021, 2022. Um, it is, you, you don't, you've got all the tools available to you and ways of working available to you. So you don't have to kind of go down that old legacy way. Um, so that's what, the, but that's what the name change was all about. It was much more than a name change. It was actually a change in strategy. So you talk about collaboration, but you also talk about acquisitions of which there have been several. So I'm just wondering what is the strategy? Buy and build or buy and spin out? Buy and build remains the strategy. We did spin out one thing, um, which is open dialogue. Um, so one of the acquisitions we made a long time ago, long time in our terms, three years ago, um, was uh, a company um, called Greenshoot Labs that had a, a, a an idea for a product, which we incubated for a bit because I, I really believed in it as a as as the product, um, uh, in terms of its idea. So we we incubated it for a bit, we funded it, um, got it off the ground, and then it you know one of the things that I'm super clear on is that we are a services company, not a product company. It's very easy to go down the trap of, you know, this oh, wouldn't it be wonderful to have recurring revenues, SaaS business and all that sort of stuff. But that's actually really hard to pull off within, the, within a services business that's focused on cash generation. Um, so we spun that out, but that's the exception. The general, you know, we it, it spun out, it raised four million pounds of its own money. We took the management team from Fortonomy who'd sold to Blue Prism um, to, 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 to join that. So it's, you know, it's an incredibly successful spin out and we own, a, um, I think, 17% stake in it so you know as that goes off on its own journey the shareholders of tpx will um, will benefit from that um but it's the, it's the exception so we are buy and build we are uh, and, and, and organic growth so you know we we are the, the numbers roughly go 80 million uh, last year last financial year roughly um going to on, on, and, the, and the goal is to get on a run rate basis to get to 200 million by March 25. In my very simplistic head, you kind of do that by growing, you know, ideally growing um, circa 20 million this year in organic and about 20 million in acquisition and doing the same 20 million and 20 million each year for the next three years. I'm glad you spoke about investors and, and shareholders because one of the testimonials on your LinkedIn profile um, says that you have a skill for value generation so no pressure there Neil but what ultimately why ultimately should investors get involved now at this stage of the company's development? As I've said all along there are going to be a new set of winners that emerge from this time. And, you know, in, in, in every major shift in technology, there has always been a new set of winners. You know, if you go all the way back to Digital Equipment Corporation of the 1970s through to, um, you know, the players in it that, that keep emerging um, in, in each cycle, in each major cycle, well, post-Agile, post cloud cloud being you know as your um google cloud platform and obviously aws um post github which is a code share repository which is so so revolutionary um you know, uh, you know post design thinking 
that that world is a radically different world. And so there will be a new set of winners that emerge, and I'd like us to be one of them. And, and in terms of why us, you know, because there's a few around, uh, not many, but there are a few around. You know, I feel like we're at the beginning of our journey. Um, we, you know, and that's sort of reflected in our market cap, right? So there are a few others that are out there that are really good. I have, you know, no doubt at all. Um, but perhaps they're they're valued and their, their multiples substantially higher than we are. So you say us, you say we, you're very inclusive. Now, whilst you're a polymath, you don't operate in a, a solitary fashion. So I'm assuming, therefore, that there's a group of like-minded individuals on the team and, and on the board. Yeah, there are. So our board, our PLC board is, is fantastic. So we have uh, Mark Smith as chair. Um, Mark ran Chime Communication, or was COO and CFO at Chime Communications. Chris Sweetland, um, Chris Sweetland was deputy CFO at WPP, all the way from 1989 through to 2016. So was with Sorrel all the way through that journey. In incredible person. Um, uh, Rachel Neiman, um, who was the first uh, chief digital officer at Department for Health, and um, Isabel Kelly. Now Isabel's an interesting one. Right? She came from a background of Amnesty International, but then went and ran Salesforce Foundation worldwide, working for Mark Benioff, and is our, you know, is our ESG champion on the board. And we we decided a long time ago that we wanted to be um, thought leaders in and around ESG long before ES. I didn't even know ESG was a term four years ago, um, but we knew that we wanted to be the right kind of company. We wanted to make money the right kind of way, um, and uh, so we brought Isabel on really early on. It's um, a demonstration of that. So finally, Neil, and leading on from what you've just said there, is reputational growth the most important thing for your business at the moment? Yes, of course. I mean, you know, uh, we're building a brand new brand um, from scratch um, in, a, in a pretty busy market with some pretty big names. Um, and so it's all about reputation, it's about the work that we do for our clients, and it's about the people that we get to attract towards us. Um, you know, it's not easy. Our, our, our transition has been difficult. You know, moving from a holding company model to an integrated company model is difficult. There's no question about it. It's, it's probably the hardest thing I've ever done um, to, 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 to bring all this together. Uh, and it continues to be a work in progress. Like we've got a lot of work to do, but I'm pretty convinced we get there. And um, you know, the, the signs that I'm seeing the type of people I get to attract nowadays um, are, are leagues above the kind of people that our, our group, individual group companies could have attracted as, as in their own small companies. Um, but then similarly, some of the people in those companies that we acquired are also brilliant. You know, Matt Skinner, who uh, runs our consulting division, is fantastic. Rebecca Hull, um, who runs our DX division, is also fantastic. Both of those came from um, acquired company so you know it's a combination of all what a life affirming message you've just given to your team internally and reassurance to investors thank you very much indeed neil gandhi founder and chief executive of tpx impact holdings thank you thank you